You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm sitting down today with Bruce Adams and GP. Bruce. Good afternoon, Bruce. Good afternoon, GP. How are we today? Bruce, let's start with you because I always ask GP first, and I know he hates it. So, Bruce, how are you today? Well, healthy and alive. You know, COVID's still around, so you got to, yeah. Okay. Do you have mandatory masks in your town that you're actually taking advantage of yet? I mean, still have it, yeah. That, that was as of, what was it, last Saturday? So, I believe so. Yeah. I actually heard you say something yeah. as I as I walked in here about you have like 50 cases in a town of 50,000 or something like that, and you're not all well, that concerned? It's uh, for the entire county, so yeah. I got you. We have like 50, 51, I think, or something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well. Yeah, very few for the, the size of the you know, county. It just starts with one, Bruce. It just starts with one. Mm, yeah, and then before yeah. you know it, that spike and that cluster is all there and you got to shut everything down. So that's that's just how they're mm-hmm, playing it. Mm-hmm. GP, how yeah. are you today? I am amazing. <laughs> and next on weather, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I can't do it. I can't do it. I was going to I was going to pull the traffic and weather together every two minutes. On yes, the yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do it. I, I Yeah, I can't do it. Anyway. All right. So we got a lot to go over today because there's just a lot of nonsense going on still with the, with all this coronavirus stuff. I'm so sick of this. I'm so tired of this. Our show of hands. Are you guys tired of this? Yes. Are, are we all tired of this? Yes, we are. No, so I, I'm loving this. This is awesome. You're loving this. Explain to this me how you This is the best thing people, ever. We, you are in the middle. <laughs> you are in the middle of of COVID central, right? You're in the middle of the mm-hmm. state that actually took the lead on relocking. So what's the attitude like out there? Well, I guess we'll start there. What's the attitude like out there? Okay. The, pe- because okay, the people, the people that are receiving a check and the extra money believe that they're going to get more money as long as the state closes down. So they're pretty excited. They're actually, they're jubilant that <laughs> we're closing down again, meaning, yay, they're going to have to give us more money again. So our unemployment won't run out. We'll keep getting these big checks and things will be awesome. Uh, all the people I know in the dispensary uh, industry, I don't know if I can put that in there. I don't know if you'll keep it, but uh, they're ecstatic. Uh, their sales are booming, especially when we do lockdowns. They yeah, people uh, don't have anything else to their do. Sales they're smoking dope. Yes, they're yeah, they're smoking dope. And it, and uh, yeah, I got. I only have one friend that's got any kind of association with liquor. But yeah, he's uh, he's okay. <laughs> wow, he's got a bar, so he's got a bar. So well, the okay, difficulty so is, is they close those down. Yeah, they closed them down. But I did hear I did hear that they have allowed certain restaurants and certain bars and cafes no. to stay open. Now you have good. if no. you have an outdoor seating area. I heard that if you have an outdoor seating area, they allowed you to stay open. Just the outdoor part of it. But they yes, closed they it did. down. Mm-hmm. OK, that must have just happened. As far as I know, as far as I know. Yeah, it did. Just recently. We just had it. Uh, when was our close? When was our lockdown here? It's like yesterday, the day before. Yesterday, the day know, before. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's so it's all starting to blur to me. As yeah. seriously, I it's like okay, it's a Tuesday. Was it a full moon? Was it a full moon? Okay, we're on lockdown. We are on full blown lockdown. Yeah, but here's I'm the funny pretty thing. sure Mercury was in retrograde. Go- I don't governor, know how I can't keep governor. And I've heard this, I've heard this name pop up the last Commandant Newsom? two or three. Co- Co- Commandant <laughs> Nussolini, yes, I, I, I've heard Nussolini. <laughs> and yes. he's his private wine vineyard has been given permission to stay open. So he's allowed to have his business stay open, mm-hmm. but no one else is allowed to have their business stay open. If you own a cafe, if you own a restaurant, if you own a hair salon, if you own a bakery, you're out of business. You're out of business. But if you're the governor, then you can keep your wine vineyard open, I guess. It doesn't really well, because it's diplomatic so. immunity. That's, it's that's diplomatic that immunity. That too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's diplomatic immunity. Okay. You know, I'm glad you're here because that means we can relax a little bit today. We don't have to be all serious and 
Well, no, we got to be serious anyway. We are serious. <laughs> With, do you yes, want me to go on one of my my virtue rants? <laughs> I can actually, fix that. <laughs> actually, I do. We we uh, we do advertise as no nonsense, right? We do advertise as that. Mm-hmm. So, California churches, right? Since we're since we're mm-hmm. on the subject of California, might as well just start here. Three Northern California churches, which I, now let me ask you this because. I've talked to some people from Northern California, and you—I think even you've made mention to this as well. The people from Northern California say that they're specifically from Northern California. They don't say they're from California. They say, "Well, we're from Northern California." Like Northern there's some Cal- kind of Northern a big Cal- difference. Yeah, there is a big difference. Oh my is gosh, it? those snobs! I mean, those people <laughs> up in the north. <laughs> those people up in the north—they're awesome. No, uh, yes, just because you very, want to camp in their a, parks, yes. There's a counterculture that goes. It's we're known for the southern parts of California are known for the lunatics, and the northern part are known for their lunatics. Okay, so it's a variation of lunatics. That's <laughs> what we got going on in this state. Now, I the people that I've met from Northern California, great people. Just, I mean, like I've met some great North, people from North California, North, yeah. North California. Uh, well, I've, not, I've met some great I mean, people. You're talking from Eureka California. level, not okay. Not San Francisco. I, although Sacramento, Sacramento's got a lot of actually, even though it's the capital, they've got a really, they've got a large population of just fantastic people that are mm-hmm. out there cleaning up their communities, out there organizing charities, getting into, um, you know, the, they got it down. They got a lot of program their programs down there. They're helping programs. It's pretty awesome. I'm they're charitable mm-hmm. organizations. I really like it. Um, if you ever get a chance to get up there and they've got one going, it's, it's pretty awesome to participate. They don't always give you t-shirts because they want to keep the cost down. <laughs> but you get uh-huh. to be part of it. Sometimes you're just wearing a little wristband or a little bow, little bow or whatever. But, you know, GP, you know, and, you know, we're talking about Northern California. We're not talking about Burning Man, right? Oh, 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 so sorry. <laughs> yeah, Got right. confused. <laughs> we're actually we're actually you know what? Burning Man. OK, this is about this is the time for Burning Man, isn't it? It's, it's interesting we bring that up. Mm-hmm. Burning Man. This is the time, right? Mm-hmm. No, oh, no, I don't know. I, I, I have you don't lost know? all sense okay. of anything. Bruce, well, so of the can people you tell that us what Burning it is? Man. So have the people that attend Burning Man, they've lost all sense of everything, mm-hmm. too. All sense of everything, yes. And that's not no, everyone. That's, because sometimes, you know, you know, right now, a Burning Man would be a freaking good idea. It because would be. It would be. people need to blow off steam and the government could get away with their, hey, let's expose enough people to this so we can get our small population in and then close down the state again. Why don't we do Burning Man? Okay, open up the state, do a Burning Man, wait a few weeks, close down the state, do a Burning Man. <laughs> they could take the And then everybody will have – and yeah, and everybody will eventually have it, so we won't even have to worry about it anymore. Okay, it's let's jump to – now, by the way. Month and a, a month half from now? now, they are doing yeah. a virtual one. Maybe, GP, GP, maybe we should look into the virtual one this year because they're talking about. Oh, so we have man. to take virtual drugs, too. Is that is that part of it? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know anything about it. I don't know, I don't know anything about it. But <laughs> you and I had talked about attending it next year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just, yes, you know, yes. we, we were going to go would, out there. I the would desert. like to attend. No. Well, no, we were going to go With out there you. and podcast. We, we were going to go out there and podcast all week. I mean, we'll yeah, we'll we'll see. But I would I would be we'll really see. interested. I'd be really interested to see how they're going to do a virtual one. I, I'm really interested in that. But we'll get to that another time. So we'll, we'll look into that in the coming weeks. Three Northern California churches are suing Governor Gavin Newsom and other public health officials over a ban on singing and chanting in houses of worship during the mm-hmm. pandemic. So several advocacy groups, including the American Center for Law and Justice, filed federal suit on Wednesday on behalf of the Cavalry Chapel of Ukiah. Does that, does that sound right? Anyway, yeah. Cavalry Chapel, Fort Bragg and River of Life Church in Oroville, California. So the lawsuit alleges that Newsom's order prohibiting singing and chanting in places of worship violates the church's constitutional rights. The governor's order on uh, that was issued on July 1st says places of worship must therefore discontinue singing and chanting activities. The churches say the order unfairly targets places of worships and other institutions after the governor supported the protests over George Floyd's death and the police brutality that included chanting during the pandemic. Okay, the churches in this case are absolutely right. The governors, the public health officials, the city council people, they were all out there. The mayors, the Congress people, Pelosi and the, and, and the like, they were out there marching with the protesters hand in hand. No social distancing, no masks, none of it. They didn't care about any of it. But now all of a sudden you want to go to church. Then it's his big crime. Mr. Theologian, 
Bruce. Yes. How are you seeing this? How are you seeing the way that these churches are are standing up for this? And I say it's about time. I say it's about time, in my opinion, I say it's about time that churches finally stand up in California, of all places. It's time that they stand up and push back on these illegal orders. I I agree. I'm disappointed it's taken this long for them to stand up. Here's the thing. We've kind of talked about this before. The Constitution gives you certain rights. And, you know, those rights, uh, you know, you you can't really get rid of those uh, as much as you may want to. You can't put those on, postpone those either. Uh, Ironically, the governors have been doing this and the mayors. But anyway, as far as the churches standing up and everything, it's about time. I mean, churches were a a big part of the American Revolution, right? They, they, They were some of the uh, so we say organizers, you know, that really got people together. And and I'm, I'm disappointed it's taken this long for them to stand up, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And you're correct. They were places that political speeches would have been given at the time. And that's where people I mean, that, that's where people would go. They would go to houses of worship and you would have people. John Adams, you know, not John Quincy, obviously, but John Adams, the second president of the United States, gave his initial speech. I, I don't want to say it was what their I, I want to say it was what their plans were, but it, he gave their initial he gave his initial speech on the tyranny of the king, how it was being displayed and what steps needed to be taken in order for liberty to reign in America. What had to happen? That was given in church on a very cold winter evening, I might add. And the whole crowd and the whole congregation cheered. So, yes, it was one of those places that that did happen. It was I believe that was right after the Boston massacre, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which he was the uh, he was the defense lawyer for that uh, that particular case. So it's a side issue. But uh, yes, GP, California native, California resident, mm-hmm. California mm-hmm. business owner. What do you think of this? Do you mm-hmm. think it's right for churches to, to stand up and, and take their place and, and to throw a legal suit at the governor? OK, well, it depends. Is there any businesses that have the same kind of situation where the same amount of people are entering it and they're allowing them to open? I believe in everything across the board. If a Walmart is allowed to have people come in and shop, then what is wrong with church going, having a church? And I think I would rather have church things. But most churches, people get stress relief. They get psychological help. They get a lot of help in these times where it's a lot of chaos. But if we're going to go by the law, if one business is open, then all of them should be open, period. Whether it's church or Walmart or Target or Saks, it's uh, one is open. All of them should be open. Yes, I mean, we're also I, talking I would about think it. that's how you feel. Yes, I do. But we're also talking about a constitutional right here. I mean, this is not mm-hmm. something, as Bruce said, this is not something you can just kind of set off to the side. Yeah, we're going to table this for a little bit until we can figure this out. No. You don't do that. If anything, during a time like this, during a time of a, quote, national crisis, this is precisely when you should be ensuring people's rights, not setting them off to the side. This is when we need to be looking at the rights of people and the restricted rights of government so this type of power grab doesn't happen. Actually, I took a little bit of offense with GP's description there saying that these edicts coming from the governors and mayor are actually the law. Just, uh, I just want to point out okay. that they are not law. <laughs> I'm being honored, sorry. <laughs> okay, apparently GP doesn't know what to say to that. No, I, I, no I, I'm, I'm letting him go because he's correct, but it's law that we're allowing it. Exactly. They don't have the authority to do it, but yet we kind of talked about this assumed authority. We talked to this about this off recording. Assumed authority is still authority. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. The churches have released a statement saying that despite the ongoing and increasing restrictions on the protected First Amendment rights to freely assemble and engage in religious exercises as it relates to places of worship, Newsom has been unwavering in his support for massive protests in California, which he has. Jordan Sekolo, the executive director of the ACLJ, criticized the order, calling it an unconstitutional abuse of power. And to do it in the name of a pandemic is despicable, he said in a statement. This is a ban clearly targeted at religion. It is clearly a violation of the First Amendment and a direct violation of religious liberty. So since the initiation of the lockdown, restrictive mandates in the state's health orders have been applied to houses of worship unfairly and much more aggressively than other businesses arbitrarily deemed essential, such as you said, GP, Walmart, Target, Saks Fifth Avenue and so forth. Uh, Saks Fifth Avenue, really? That's an essential business? It is. You know that. I didn't know that. Completely essential. 
Okay. <laughs> Including restaurants and other gatherings. So, yeah. All right. I'm glad you finally got churches that are standing up for this. The governor also announced the money that all bars and indoor operations of restaurants, wineries, except for his, of course, movie theaters, family entertainment venues, zoos, museums, and card rooms would shut down statewide. For what? For, for what? Please give me this nonsense. Moving right along. All right. So we talked about an overreach of power. We talked about these are illegal, essentially, uh, well, they're not laws, they're illegal orders. Governments don't have a right to do this. They don't have a right to put a restriction on your First Amendment. Well, what about masks, right? We've been talking about masks here recently. We've talked about what steps that certain governments are taking in order to mandate them. Policies don't make any sense. There's no need for it. They're largely ineffective. Just given the size of the virus itself, they're largely ineffective. So what's the point? And to mandate them five months into a pandemic, there's no logical reasoning behind it. It's just an attitude of control. It's an attempt for them to get the population to capitulate to their demands. We talked about the psychological trauma of public health, what the masks mean, what aspect they're referred to as within the graph of torture. As according to Amnesty International, that's not me saying it. That's Amnesty International. The Georgia governor has come out in a little bit different light on this one, as opposed to, say, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. He's backpedaled. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He's backpedaled. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. He's backpedaled. Uh, No, actually, he hasn't backpedaled, has he, Bruce? He hasn't. I'm wrong on that. Even though he's been diagnosed with coronavirus, he's tested positive. Of course, that still remains to be proven if it's actually an accurate test or not. So we don't know. But he hasn't mandated masks, although you're seeing it at the local level and the county level. Is it the county that's doing it or is it the, the, the town? Uh, uh, yeah, it's just or it's the both. town. It's the, the, the town. Okay. No, it's the city council passed it. OK, yeah. well, the Georgia governor, Brian Kemp, right, he's gone the other way with this. He's actually banning cities and counties from mandating masks to be worn in public. So he's going back on all of the um, the little out of control tyrants at the local level, which, of course, you know, you've got county sheriffs and and things of that nature that are saying, look, we're just not going to enforce this. We don't have time. We got county sheriffs that we played clips here. One was from Ohio. Uh, There was another one from from the state of Washington, just outside of Seattle. And look, they, they have better things to do. They don't have time for this. They, they don't have time for this. And quite frankly, it's it's an it's a complete it's a complete overreach of power. And it's not the government's place to mandate that you wear something. You're treading very. Uh, how can I put this? You're treading on thin ice with hot blades when it comes to that. OK, because when a government starts mandating you wear something, well, historically, we know where that leads, don't we? So. Kemp's executive order is a revised extension of guidelines put in place during the start of the pandemic, which encouraged rather than required residents to wear masks in public. So the governor called implementing such a measure a bridge too far. Nice reference to the Second World War. The executive order reads in part state, county or municipal law, order, ordinance, rule or regulation that requires persons to wear face coverings, masks, face shields or any other personal protective equipment while in places of public accommodation or on public property, are suspended to the extent that they are more restrictive than this executive order. That's true. That's true. His orders had banned local governments from taking more restrictive steps than the state. But the new set of rules specified that cities and counties can't require the use of face coverings at all. Previous executive orders and now this order state no local action can be more or less restrictive than ours. We have explained that local mask mandates are unenforceable. The governor continues to strongly encourage Georgians to wear masks in public. So, Bruce, this is your step. This is the road that you go down. This is the stance that you take is it's Mm -hmm. recommended, but it doesn't go any further than a recommendation. Right. And that's honestly, that's what the Constitution gives the government power of when it comes to health. When it when it comes to that, I'm sorry, but all you can do is say, well, you should wear a mask because, you know, it's safer for you. But you know, nothing past that. As much as I agree with this, at the same time, I'm concerned that this is this is going to be nullified pretty easily on the local level. I mean, because what are they going to do, really? If, if a city says, we're going to do it, sorry, mask mandate. And even though the governor, I, I, I don't know who overrules who here. My first reaction is, well, if, if a town or city says, we're going to mandate masks, they can do that. And, you know, it's it's within their authority to do that. It's not in their authority to mandate a mask because now you're forcing people to buy a private product or a, you know, a private service or whatever. So the government's not supposed to do that. Uh, but yeah, here we are. 
well, it says here insurance and that sort of thing as well. So, yeah. yeah it says here that uh, Savannah, right, Savannah, Georgia, the mayor in Savannah, Georgia, Van Johnson, was the first local official to defy Kemp's orders and order masks. Uh, cities like Atlanta, Athens and Augusta soon followed suit. Uh, which, okay, so you got four cities down there. The mayor had said police would start writing $500 citations to businesses that didn't enforce the law. Uh, uh, okay, this this statement, right? This is from Savannah Mayor Van Johnson. It is officially official, right? That, because the mayor said so. Governor Kemp does not give a damn about us. This was the tweet that the mayor put out. Every man and woman for himself or herself, ignore the science and survive the best you can. Well, um, what? I, I'm sorry, but how can I put this? Because I don't even I really don't even know how to address this because you have you have a society that's largely based on being an individual, being responsible, having that sense of personal responsibility. However, you're also taking into consideration the community, your neighbor, the rest of your family. So in a sense, yes, it is every man or woman for himself or herself. Ignore the science and survive the best you can. OK, uh, Mayor. We haven't heard a single thing out of any of these people that are, quote, science based that have come out and address the population and inform anyone how to properly boost your own immune system, how to properly eat, how to avoid things such as alcohol, smoking, things of that nature, taking proper supplements, proper vitamins. We haven't heard anything about that. All we hear is wash your hands and wear a mask. That's all we hear. We don't hear anything else. Oh, and by the way, we're going to give you $600 a week to not go to work and we're going to give you a vaccine. That's what we're hearing. So ignore the science, the science of cooked up data and survive the best you can. Well, that's kind of what we have to do here, isn't it? We have to take care of ourselves. We have to take care of our families. We have to ensure the safety of our communities. We can do that as individuals, as responsible people. We can do that. We don't need governments to do that. We don't need governments to advise us on how to do that. Those of us really? in the community. You're going to go there. You're going to go there, Johnny. Yeah, I'm going to go don't, there. We have the ability to t- take care of ourselves. You haven't watched a whole bunch of burn buildings being burnt down over the last few weeks that we don't need people, some sort of assistance to tell us what to do. The people are expecting law and order to work in that case. Yeah, and it's not. It's not. Mm -hmm. And the reason that law and order is not working in that case is because it is hindered by people like this mayor. Mm -hmm. So if we want the the community to be taken care of, if if we want law and order to be established, we put these people in positions of authority to be able to ensure those rights and ensure that law and order and ensure that security in order to protect our communities and protect our families. But when they blatantly defy that and undermine it, then that loses all credibility for them in my eyes. At the beginning of the pandemic, when before the governments issued uh, the lockdowns, right, before everything was shut down, 90% of business across the U.S. had a decrease of patrons. 90%. That was before any of the governments said lockdown. People just stopped going. They self-quarantined on their own. We don't need the government to sit here and tell us, don't go out. When people feel safe, they'll go out. When people feel uh, that their their life is in danger or that they can help their community to to you know combat the curve, they do it. Okay. I mean, so what about these Corona parties? What about them? I mean, this is the thing. If you want to go to a Corona party and get yourself sick, you know, intentionally get yourself sick. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing what they used to do with the chickenpox, or I mean, it's the yeah. same concept. It so, is the same concept. It's exactly the same concept. I mean, except you got this is more choice. like this is more like COVID roulette. We know one in a hundred are going to die. Less than that, but yeah. Okay, it's it's what? what okay, one in a thousand are going to die. One in a thousand. Is it less than that? I think it's less, it, no, it's, it's if if if, it, if you're under sixty five, it's it's point zero 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 three. But yeah. Okay. So okay. Well, <laughs> if it's that small, I don't even have an argument against that. I don't. Even, I don't. I seriously don't even have an argument. Unless you're bringing children involved, then then I would have an argument. But it still goes to the things is people make bad choices. Shouldn't we have some guidelines that are enforceable across the board, but that we select versus what the government selects? So I'm okay as far as the Constitution is concerned, as as far as, you know, the, the concept of freedom in America is concerned. The government can come in and say, hey, look, here's the number of cases. Here's the statistics behind it, which, by the way, they've been failing at. I don't know if you guys noticed that the CDC takes like four weeks to get the information out there. 
And then on yeah, top I of that, the data that. is, you know, not really parsed well. We don't know the demographics. We don't know how many par- times it was the same person that was tested. So anyway, but I'm okay with them coming out and saying, okay, here's here's the statistics, here's the numbers. Florida kind of has the right idea. They give you the demographics, they give you the number of uh, tests done, the number of people that were confirmed infected, so on and so forth. They 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 do it pretty well, and they do this every day. And then let the people decide. You know, this is what we know so far. This is how quickly it's it's uh, infecting people. These are the statistics on how many people are dying or having severe cases. And just let the people decide on their own. As far as enforcing rules and stuff, that should be left to, you know, at the family level and at businesses. If a business wishes to restrict people coming in and saying, look, you you have to wear a mask, you have to follow the guy, you know, the the lines on the floor or whatever, you know, travel in a certain direction and blah, 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 whatever, you know, the things they're doing now. If a business decides to do that on their own, that's the business's choice. It's not the government's choice to say you have to do this. That's not in your authority. That's not in your power. That's where I stand on it. Well, the people of New York agree with you. They agree with you. They say that they're not going to listen to the governor's orders to shut down any part of New York. And you've got people specifically in New York City who are openly defying Mayor de Blasio's orders as well. You got people out there that are partying at Manhattan's nightlife, you know, their clubs and their bars and things, uh, little cafes and, and things of that nature. They're staying open. Everyone's drinking. No one's wearing masks. And they're out there chanting, no one can stop us. <laughs> Nothing can stop us. They were out there for uh, for Bastille Day at a uh, at a French cafe in New York City. And they're saying that while they were there, the restaurant had signs up that say, socialize responsibly, prevent the spread of COVID-19 in New York City restaurants. While everyone was in there and no one was social distancing, no one was wearing masks. One of the, uh, one of the patrons said, we are careful, but we're here to celebrate. So, okay, you've got people that are defying it. Right. I mean, this this is where people are at. They're tired of it. They're absolutely tired of it. And you've got business owners that are saying we're tired of it, too. And now with you have the vilification of police, if you have the vilification of police, who's going to enforce it? The police are going to be to the point where they're just going to say, you know what? Yeah, we're not going to do that. And they won't enforce. Some officers won't enforce it. So where does that leave the power structure? Where does that the corrupt power structure, I guess I should say, where does that leave them? Where does that leave the mayor's offices? Where does that leave the administrative offices? Where does that leave the city council over those wards that have defiant businesses and defiant constituents? Where does that leave them? What's the next step here in your opinion? What, what do you think the government will do next if you've got people that openly defy like that? Crackdowns, fines, arrests. I but mean, if you don't have the only if other- you have police that won't enforce it, then what do you do? Because I'm a firm believer at this point that the police should be the one standing down for the legitimate people. They should be. You're out there bending knees to protesters that are smashing you in the face with bricks. Okay, that right there, this is everything's backwards. Everything's flip flopped. Those people that are out there smashing your face, your officers faces in with bricks. They should have water cannons, rubber bullets, tear gas and be hauled into jail. Not the other way around. Not if you open your business. Not if you go to church. This is the disconnect. Not if you step out of your house to walk your dog, you get a $500 fine. This should be the opposite way that it's going. So I'm a firm believer in the fact that the police should be leaving we the people alone and going after the real criminals here. Or am I wrong? I mean, I, I, I'm i in agreement with that. Like, they shouldn't be going after these people that want to, you know, they want to have their party and whatnot. Fine. I personally probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> Just put that out there. I think it's stupid. But again... It's your own choice, right? It's your own decision. If you guys want to go out there and do that, it's your choice. Do it. Go for it. Have fun. Yeah. Well, Governor Cuomo, because he had such a stellar record. Do you remember, Bruce? He had such a stellar record up there when it came to cases and, and death counts. And he's possibly one of the best. According to his brother at CNN, he's possibly one of the best governors in the country for mm-hmm. for what for, for the work that he did in the midst of the pandemic and everything. So, you know, he's to be revered. He's he's to be revered for what he's done. Yes. He had the worst. He had worse numbers in New York than I think any European country. I think yeah, the worst number when you when you look at it, how many people died per million or something like that, or I forget the the how it was parsed. But if you look at it in in per million numbers, New York was worse than any country. It is the top of the chart, number one worst case across the board. So unless of course we're counting, yeah. unless of course we're counting China, which we still don't know the official numbers. We never will uh, That's coming true. out of there. That's true. So well, they only lost three thousand, Bruce. Total nationwide, they only lost three thousand. So right, right, right. So yeah, yeah, barring China, yeah, good point, good point. 
I, I wasn't even considering China. I was going to say, but is that 3000 really just, you know, if say China is doing like the real thing, like people that just died from COVID, that it is strictly COVID related deaths, that everything else, the complications or whatever it may be, was a lot larger, but just COVID, that that's what that's what their deaths are. That's how they come up with 3000. Couldn't that be an honest answer? I mean, that's theoretically plausible. The the only the only counter to that that I have right off the bat is that number hasn't changed since March. Well, they're well, open for people business. People are taking aspirin now, and they're better. Yeah, they, they're open oh, just for kidding. business they're over just, there. Just joking. That's a joke. Yeah, there, joke, there's joke, there's joke. no there, there's no problem over there. See, China's done the best job out of all these countries, right? They, they've yeah. done the best job mm-hmm. out of all of them. It's the U.S. that's the real victim here. You know, they, they just don't know how to control anything. They don't know how to do anything. All this is designed. It's a it's a massive disinformation campaign. You notice you never hear anything about China, right? All the, the attention has been taken off of China, which is where it came from in the first place. All the information, all of the redirection, all of the agenda has been pulled off of China. It's been redirected to the United States. And now we're seeing parts of Europe and parts of Australia again. So everything has been redirected. All of the information, all of the agencies, all of the media has been monetized. So you only get one perspective and everything is focused on the United States. There is a laser focus on the United States and you have complicit governors, you have complicit mayors, you have a collaborator media that are enabling the destruction of law and order to allow the chaos in the streets and to menace anyone that doesn't go along with this public health nonsense. So Governor Cuomo, has come up with a three-strike compliance rule. So just like the California thing, when it comes to uh, receiving a prison sentence, you get three strikes. I think you guys still have three strikes in California, yes? It's a little bit. It's modified. Is it modified? Okay, I didn't know if they rolled back on it or not. I'm surprised they haven't yet. Bars and They may have. In- I'm, I'm not in the criminal, criminal law area, so. Okay. Bars and restaurants in New York City that receive three strikes... All right. Quotes uh, for failing to enforce social distancing will be forced to close. Governor Cuomo said on Thursday, really, really, you're going to arbitrarily shut down businesses because what someone walks past someone else too close to another table. In addition, bars and restaurants across the state will be allowed to serve alcohol only to patrons also ordering food and walk up bar services will not be allowed. Now, why in the world wouldn't you have walk up bar services not allowed, especially if it was an outside cafe? Why wouldn't you allow that? Because you can't drink in public. <laughs> this is New York, GP. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about California. I'm no, so no, used to is, it. No, this is New York. <laughs> Which technically you're not supposed to drink in public there either, but people still do it to an extent, right? Not, not out there in the, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The governor announced the restrictions after numerous reports of compliance issues. Okay, because you have snitches everywhere. You've got a snitch society. A snitch society is not a bad society. You know, this yes, is, is a problem that it is really. You think so? Yes. Let's yes, ask, let's ask so. the uh, let's ask let's ask the ghetto. Let's ask the uh, the black community how not snitching is helping out their community. When the murder, when somebody murders another a child on a corner okay, of the street, that's not what I mean. That's and nobody, not what I'm talking. that's what that's that what is talk- what you mean when no, you say no snitching. That is not exactly what, what I mean. you mean. No, that is not what I mean. I'm not talking about when it comes to capital crimes. I'm talking about something like this. When you turn everybody that's in how society, it but when you turn everybody in society into suspects. And no one can trust mm-hmm. each other. That's where you have a society that begins to self-censor and shut down. So everyone lives in fear. A case in point, what you had in Nazi Germany, what you had in the Soviet Union under these authoritarian regimes. You had people How about we fix that the were people first. Well, yes, but in order to do that, you can't put them in a position where you develop a snitch society. You want okay, to fix so what, people. What, what, where, where do you cross the line? Okay, if it's a misdemeanor... Nobody say anything, but it's, it's a felony. Everybody say anything. Where, where do you this draw the is, line? This mm. I draw the line at illegal orders that are handed down arbitrarily with no constitutional basis to back it up with. That's where I draw the line. So I'm kind of I, I lean towards what Johnny's talking about here personally, mm-hmm. in that if it's not a constitutional law, like it wasn't done properly in our system. Mm -hmm. then it has no power and authority. And if the governor, for example, is saying, hey, we created a new hotline and you guys are, you know, if you see a business open that that's not supposed to be open like a bar, take a photo of it and send it to us, you know, and we'll we'll take the proper steps. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry. No. 
okay. no. That okay, that I'm against one because one a business okay, one we've decided that businesses are owned by the government because I'll tell you what they do are because the government tells me how I have to run my business, taxes me on my business, controls my business, dictates where I can do business, dictates how I can do business. It also dictates even the hours that I do business depending upon which city or district that I live in. It also controls my license if I can or cannot do business at any given time. We are beyond socialist in our business dealings. We are beyond authoritarian situations in our business, but we've all given them power. So kind of meaningless anyway. I mean, I, I don't disagree. It's I, really I'm not dis- a problem. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that either. I, you make a valid point. But my issue is, is you're OK. I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull a Bill de Blasio and say you're comparing apples to oranges when it comes to the snitch society, because one is a real problem. Like you said, in, in the areas of low income housing and things like that. Yes, mm-hmm. you do have the problem like you're talking about where everyone shuts down. No one talks. Right. Because the adage, mm-hmm. what is it in those types of neighborhoods? Snitches get stitches. Right. So, mm-hmm. yes. OK, I see what you're talking about. But in that case, we're talking about a capital crime, whether it's murder or an assault or something like that. We're talking about crimes. Oh, this, so he's dealing a little weed. So he's dealing a yeah, little coke. What's the big well, deal? Don't tell on him what? Well, OK, well, all right. You, you can argue drug crimes and all, all day long. But again, that's against the law, right? That's against the law. This this is not against the law. This is nonsense. This is an out of control state. So is jaywalking. Well, yes, but that's a law again that's on the books. This is not. And a cop can yeah, decide. This situation, a cop can decide whether or not yes. they want to enforce jaywalking. They can't with this. Yes. Well, actually, if they have a cam body cam on, they can't decide if they enforce it or not. Well, yeah, that's true because so, they'll say, "Wait a minute, you didn't do that." Yes, you're right. But anyway, yeah, okay, let's continue on here. All right. So there is a significant evidence of failure to comply. Cuomo said during a conference call with reporters, "It's wrong. It's dangerous. It's selfish. It's unacceptable. It's also illegal. It's not illegal. It's illegal according to your illegal order, if you want to put it like that." But it's not illegal. It's wrong. You see how it's wrong to open your business? It's dangerous to open your business, but it's okay to protest. It's okay to riot. It's It's okay to loot. Yeah, unless it's Walmart. It's okay to riot. It's okay to loot. It's okay to burn. It's okay to smash a business. It's okay to shut down a church. It's selfish. How is that selfish? It's selfish because you want to open your business. You want to have some dignity. You want to provide a service to the community. It's unacceptable. Okay. It's unacceptable. You hear this? It's unacceptable to open your business. It's absolutely unacceptable. In the in the eyes of the governor of the state of New York, in an area where you have the most densely packed, and I'm talking about New York and the five boroughs and all the surrounding counties and, uh, and, and areas around New York City, in an area where you have the most densely packed population in the country and you have more small businesses per capita than anywhere else in the U.S., uh, you're, you're going to say it's, it's unacceptable to open your business? I'm sorry, but this right here, this type of behavior, this is out of control. This this is out of control. What what are you guys' thoughts on on what he said here? It's wrong, it's dangerous, it's selfish, it's unacceptable, and it's illegal, right? Those are his exact words in the conference call with reporters on people that want to open their business in defiance of his illegal orders. I mean, my response to that is, where's your authority Right. Who did you consult when you um, got rid of the uh, Bill of Rights? I think he called up Cardinal Joe Tobin in, uh, in New York. <laughs> right. that, that would be my that's guess. A, that's exactly what I was leading towards. I, I, I'm, I'm lost for words. Like, where do you guys think you get these these fascist edicts? Like, where do you think you get the power to to dictate what business can and can't open be open when we kind of get on it a little bit on and off recording uh, about how. The governments, even at the local level, are restricting businesses, you know, where you can place your business, as GP was saying, uh, where you can place them, what times you can be open, you know, all that fun stuff, mm-hmm. which is criminal in and of itself. It is. But yeah. we allow it. So the fact that they're they're doing these kind of things, you know, we're allowing it. So I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know how to respond to that. I mean, my 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 gut reaction is shut up. Like that, that's my, my gut reaction right off the bat. Like that's not your authority. That's not your power. Can we impeach, you know, can we remove you from office? You know, can we have a special election or something? You know, that's, that's my first reaction, but, um, I don't know, not my state. If you have, so let's say, I don't know, 10,000 businesses in New York city come out and say, yeah, we're going to open. How are you going to enforce that? 10,000 businesses. I'm, I'm just saying. Right. Just as an example here, you got 10,000 business owners. If you got all the business owners in, say, Manhattan and uh, the Bronx and Queens, you know, you, you what Staten Island and, and all the rest of them, you, you got them come up and Brooklyn. They all come together and say, yeah, um, we're going to open. 
sorry, we're not going to we're not going to go out of business. We're not going to be bankrupted by some out of control governor. We're not going to do it. And some out of control mayor. We're, we're not going to do it. What are they going to do? How are you going to enforce that? You think the police are going to do that? You think the police are going to go out there? And do it? You're going to cut a billion dollars from their budget this year at the end. Well, excuse me, starting next starting next year, you're going to cut a billion dollars from their budget in six months. And so you think you're going to get them to go out and enforce that? GP, what do you think? What, what do you think the, the governor's answer there to the small businesses? You're a small business guy, right? We all love small mm-hmm. businesses here. What's your response to a governor that says, well, of course, you have a governor that's saying something's near that. Uh, yes. So what's your response to, um, to, to that type of behavior? Well, like all people in business here, we just kind of take it. My response, my inside response, my inside voice. Yes, yes, wants that's to what take I want. Down the, my, inside, my inside voice wants to take down the system that's that we have the system that all these left, these people on the left have wanted, where we're 100 percent controlled by the government. The government dictates everything that we do and we have it. And I'll tell you, I'm unhappy. I'm not ecstatic about all the laws, regulations that I'm having to follow. And when these governors come up with regulations that aren't even a law yet, they just said, you got to shut down. And if this was a free market system, I could give him the middle finger and everyone would cheer. I think everyone would cheer. But if we're not. Anyway, <laughs> if, if you would do that yeah, they, now, everyone no, would cheer. No, not, anyway. not here in California. Not here in California. California. No. We still got Newsomite. We got Newsomites all over the damn place. You know what? I've heard, though, and maybe you can confirm. I don't know if you can confirm or deny this, but I've heard that there are. I don't. I don't want to say closet conservatives, but that's kind of what it is. You have people that mm-hmm. secretly support the agenda of free market, of capitalism, and things of that nature, and less government control. Yet they can't speak up, as in they they have to remain quiet. Do you think that that's a majority of of Californians now? And I, I know that you probably run into these people too. I talk to people in California that are modern day liberal types. You know what I mean? Like they're all the traditional, you know, governments. We want government to do this. We want government to do this. We want government to give everybody health care, blah, 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 all of that. And they're not happy with everything that's going on right now because they don't want to have their rights stomped on any longer. Are you getting that feeling from them? Yeah, some. But it's a fear of the violence. Honestly, it's a fear of the violence. They become down on us. If you say anything improper, you lose your business license here. It's horrible. Yeah, see, that's the problem. You will be shut down. You will have your store burnt to the ground if you make the wrong statement. It's the mob. It's the mob. And and you have the people. And And California just root these mobs come through. And most everyone is just law abiding, tax paying citizens that just want to freaking take care of their families. And that's what we want to do. Take care of our families in the best way that we can without harming anybody. We're not out there trying to be malicious and, oh, my God, we want to put somebody down. I don't know anyone's intentions like that. But that's what this mob mentality says. Oh, because you own a business, you're keeping us down. Well, freaking crap. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm getting off tangent. No, not really. Not really. You said something there in the initial uh, response to it about the inner part of you wants to go after the system that's taking Mm -hmm. the steps that it's taking. Well, I don't think you're alone in thinking that because we want to go after that thing, that same thing, too. But peacefully in the marketplace of ideas, it's the idea that you can defeat them on. It's the principles that you can defeat them on. It's the agenda that you can defeat them on to make the change in the system that you're talking about, that we all want. You can defeat them all day long, but they have the mob. Yes, that's the problem is they are enabling the mob. That's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting to. You want to go against them? Oh, my gosh. You're against Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and you get fired from your job. And the news runs with it. And then you get fired from your job. Yeah. Yes. So this is the bigger issue is is that, yes, or they you can, can go burn after down your company and for the rest right. of your life, you're scarred. Right. You can go after them all day long with ideas. But until we remove that actual problem, and I think this is where you have to kind of put focus on the tech companies as well, because, again, they're enabling this. They're helping to not not fully, but they're helping to enable this by the political class, the corrupt political class to foster the agendas that apply pressure from the top down and enable the mobs from the bottom up. So you have a squeezing of the people in the middle, which is we the people, 
right? It's it's us in the middle. It's the people that want to be left alone, the ones that want to take care of our families, the ones that want to better our communities. We're the ones that are being squeezed out here by these two groups that are working together, yet they're separate. They're distinct, but they work together. That's the issue here, I think. Or do you think I'm wrong here? Do you think I'm going down the wrong way with it? We have so many issues that we need to have fixed that <laughs> I don't think any is wrong. Any of these paths are wrong. All right, let's uh, let's end on something. Uh, let's end on something a little different. So yes, uh, it's it's terrible. Are you it's, having it's absolutely- turkey? No, no, I'm not. I had some earlier, though. <laughs> okay. And I'll probably have some tonight because I tell you what, GP, I, I do this because, you know, I'm a big fitness guy, right? I mean, I'm, I'm working yes, out all the time. And yeah, I'm all about, you know, eating healthy and, and balanced things. I took a, um, a snack idea from, uh, I can't remember who it was from. But it was some trainer. It was some uh, uh, mm-hmm. trainer that works with uh, athletes out in uh, in Oakland uh, for the Oakland Raiders, mm-hmm. and he and also the LA Rams. And he suggested cheese sticks, some type mm-hmm. of cracker, uh, turkey, okay. and some dried dates. And it's fantastic. It's fantastic. So yes, I will have some turkey here in just a little bit. So yeah, you caught me on that one, unknowingly, of course, but you caught me. So yes, I'll have some. <laughs> of it. I, and it's very good, believe it or not. It's it's very good, mm-hmm. uh, and it's nice, and it's it's pretty pretty lean. It's pretty healthy. Can but you move anyway. a little to the left? You're out of camera range. What? <laughs> yes. Uh, th- can you see the iHeart Road microphones that's behind me here? Can you can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Can you see it? Yeah. 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 So all right, let's let's end on something else. Let's get away from this uh, this nonsense about the government. Let's talk about NASA. NASCAR. You guys know NASCAR? Yeah. You, you guys remember the whole All thing? All right. Was, you just lost what, me here. Yeah, I just Go lost fast, you. turn left. Go fast, yes. turn left. Yes. Well, yes. you Everyone. don't know they found another. Oh, I just can't. I, I don't know if I want to say the meme bringing up NASCAR. Okay. Well, well where whole, are you going to go with NASCAR? All right. So a Confederate flag, right? You know that NASCAR banned the Confederate flag, right? Yeah, that's at, fine. At their events. Okay. Yeah, they lost. Confederate flag. They lost. I have no problem with that. The Confederate flag banner flies over Bristol Motor Speedway. Someone hired a um, uh, an airplane to to fly over with mm-hmm. a Confederate flag. I think it was in Talladega, the one in uh, in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the um, the banner that was flown at Talladega on June twenty first included the flag and the words "Defund NASCAR." <laughs> so <laughs> that flew over the speedway. Uh, and so okay. now someone else has pretty much done just about the same thing at Bristol Motor Speedway in Tennessee. And I mean that's the uh, what, what's the one that's in okay, Bristol? That's the uh, the concrete half mile track on the inside mm. yeah so they call it like the wash bin or something like that. i don't know or the washing machine but well yeah the confederate flag i really if you're going on just that little portion of it i have no problem with that being gone that was a conflict that we had you know <laughs> that that team lost <laughs> yes they did they lost badly why we why are we i will do you one better both sides okay. lost both sides lost yes absolutely. because that was a that was a completely unnecessary war uh, and it should never have happened. The South did lose, but both sides really lost. America lost. Mm-hmm. It does say here that there were no Confederate flags visible in the grandstands at Bristol on Wednesday night, but the relatively small infield was closed to fans, so no one was actually down there. That's usually where you see that stuff where all the fans go into the inner part of the racetrack and they're allowed to bring their RVs and have tailgate parties and everything inside, usually uh, inside the track. But since They've stopped all that. That's usually where you would see that, those being flown. Which, Bruce, are NASCAR events, are they allowing fans? Are, are the fans back in the, in the stands of, of, uh, of NASCAR races? Can you check? Because I didn't know they actually brought them back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. Uh, I, I'm wanting to say it was uh, 25% capacity. Okay, so they are allowing a little bit back. Okay. About 20,010 NASCAR's event. It looked like people were social distancing, more or less. The Bristol Bristol race organizers greenlit selling up to 30,000 tickets. So the crowd was somewhere in between there. Reduced capacity. Okay, I got you. All right, so... Yes, the, uh, uh, the the flag is you still got people hiring out uh, airplanes to, to fly over with uh, defund NASCAR. You know, I'm, uh, I get you guys' point that the, the war's over, both sides technically lost, blah, blah, blah. The, the whole the, the, the thing I have an issue with is, OK, if NASCAR was to ban it, that's their choice as a business, right? right? That's fine. Correct. Yes. Yep. The, the thing I have issue with is the cancel culture trying to completely abolish the flag itself. Yes. The the thing is, is today it doesn't mean the same thing it did back then, right? They're they're different things now. Number one, but number two, that's our history. As much as you don't like it, you know, yeah, there was a time when we were split, and 
you know, part of the country was for slavery, part of the country was against it, and we kill each other over it. Well, I mean, there was other things. It was really states' rights, but it boiled down to slavery. But you can't cancel that. I'm sorry. As much as you want to remove it from our history, it's there. You can't get rid of it. You know, so the the idea of canceling all this and and removing is completely absurd. And and I've talked about it before. I'm not really against hate speech, like what what they're labeling as being you know, a uh, threat of violence and all that kind of stuff. I want you to be able to do that because I want to know who you are and who's against me and who's threatening my life. I want to know who it is. Right. So I, I don't want to, I, I want to know where everybody stands. So I don't want people, you know, silencing themselves or, or hiding in the crowd, if you will. So the idea that we're banning these things because it's racist or whatever, no, let them be racist and let the society handle it on their own. Uh, so uh, yeah, anyway, that's that's kind of my take on it. OK, so I, I see what you're saying is is don't drive the speech itself underground. Right. That's essentially what you're saying is is just let it out in the open. That way yeah. you can see the people for who they are and then society can deal with it in in the in the sense of, well, if people don't accept that, then you sh- society shuns them. And if if people do accept it, well, then okay. So, where, uh, look, important question: Where do you draw the line? Because if you allow certain speech like that, I mean, I, I believe. I mean, we do disagree a little bit on this because I agree that yes, you know, I, I see what you're saying. I, I see that point of it, but at the same time, I I also believe that free speech comes with responsibility. Meaning, you as the individual should have the know-how about yourself. You should be personally responsible enough as somebody that is able. To to self-govern to know what you should or you shouldn't say. And so I leave that up to the individual. But sometimes you have people that just simply can't follow the rules of themselves. I know that sounds pretty authoritarian, but that's, that's kind of what it is. So you need to lay down a firm line in the matter of statute law for them to understand. But with the type of speech that you're talking about, as it relates to just open speech of, of anything, of any, of any sort, does that not foster the way for, say, extremist groups to operate out in the open? So say like, you know, an American uh, Nazi party, for example, or a, a flat out mm-hmm. Marxist party, a, a communist party, which we already have both mm-hmm. of those parties in the U.S. anyway. They're there. But the problem with both of those parties is not only the fact of what they represent. OK, that's bad enough in and of itself. But it, we will talk about them coming up soon. We, we've been meaning to do that for a while. We've just been sidetracked with some other things because all this stuff that's going on is just moving so fast. But we will sit down and we will talk about both of those movements in the U.S. because it's important to bring light to both of those. And people should reject both of those extremes just on principle alone because of what they represent. But a lot of their work, and we've talked about the structure of socialism before and how people operate underground more so than they operate above ground as it relates to party work, rather it's one extreme party or the other. So you're saying that essentially if we allow all of that to be in society, this would somehow allow them to stop the concealed work of these parties. I'm, I'm kind of I'm looking at it from that angle or am I wrong here? That That's more or less what I'm saying. If you want the free market of ideas, then you have to be confronted with ideas that you vehemently disagree with, like Nazism, for example, with fascism, you know, communism in, in our case. We're against those things. So you have to be able to be confronted by those things. And I agree, extremist groups, I disagree with them. There is a level of, you know, you, you assault someone verbally, right? That's still assault, right? I mean, if you're threatening their life and everything, that's still assault. Yeah. So right. there is a line there that we have legally. But as far as these terrorist organizations, these, you know, fascist comment, I want them to be able to speak those things, not the, you know, verbal assault, but the actual points of view, the ideas and all that kind of I want that to be out there for the free market of ideas. Let's challenge those things. If you want to grow and learn, you have to be challenged by these things. So, yeah, I mean, as a nation, we should be able to talk about these things as adults, you know, and yeah, I know not everybody can be an adult, but that's kind of what comes with freedom. I mean, if you want to ensure security, well, you lose freedom. It's kind of the the price you pay for it. Freedom demands responsibility, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm not disagreeing that I believe people should be responsible. But at the same time, if you want to yell fire in a crowded room, well, you can do that, right? I believe you can do that. However, is it responsible? No, but that's for you to decide that. And that's for the society 
to decide how they want to respond, not for the government to respond, right? Uh, that That's where I draw the line is I, I don't want government involvement. If society wants to decide, okay, that's wrong. Now we're going to shun you or whatever, you know, or, or call you stupid for doing it. Well, you know, that's society's choice in that scenario, right? It's not the government saying you can't do that. Now you're going to prison. Now you're being fined. Now you're losing your business license or whatever, right? That's where I have issue and, and a problem. Speaking of free speech, right? Since we're all, we're on the subject of free speech here, I wanted to ask this one last question. I think this is going to be interesting to see how people take to this as far as fan base, because we were talking there about sports and as it relates to free speech. You have the NFL that are saying, are they running a full season? Are they going to do a full season? Have, have they announced that they're going to do a full season? Yes or no? No idea. They, okay. They're not being clear on this at all. Okay, so we do know that and they have confirmed this. They they have announced that week one, they're going to be doing two national anthems, right? Yes. Okay, I believe is this week, isn't it? Okay, Uh, you want me to go on that national anthem thing? I hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, they're going to do two national anthems. We know which one they're going to play, right? We know that it's going to be the Star Spangled Banner. What is the other one that they're going to play? I'm confused on this one. A black national anthem. So we actually have a black national anthem that was written, I believe it was back in the 20s, or am I mistaken here? Um, I don't know the name of it offhand. Let me see. Lift every voice and sing. Is that the traditionally known black national anthem? I believe that sounds right, but do, do you know when it was composed? Yeah, early 1900s, it looks like. 1919. Okay, 1919. Yeah, okay, all right. I thought it was right around there somewhere. Okay, so my question is this, and this is a legit question, and then GP Week can let you go on your tirade to, to round things off. Okay. What happens if the athletes take a knee for that one? What's the response going to be to that? <laughs> nothing? I no, get no, nothing it's going gonna, gonna to happen. God, I've got a rant to go along with it. So, okay. yes. Okay, all right. So whenever you want, let me go. You're saying that the knee, if they take a knee for both anthems, it's going to happen. Okay. so GP, your thoughts on this two national anthems, because this is the first time in U.S. history that something like this is going to happen, as far as I know, at a major sporting. Where the heck is my First Nations national anthem? Where is my Pacific Islander national anthem? Where is my Asian American national anthem? Where is my indigenous population of any continents? national anthem how dare they how racist can they be that they will only include one group of people that and there's a multitude of nations people cultures identities in this country and they're only allowing one sick it's disgusting that one group we're going to select just one group and that's it we're not going to include everybody in this one group it's just one group based solely on skin color not on character, not on morality, not on bill, not on anything. Just skin color. It's just, just one of the most vile, disgusting things I've ever seen. You want to exclude everybody. Yeah, that's the ultimate definition of racism. Yeah, that's about how I feel. I should have, and I wasn't thinking about it until just now. I know that you're you're a veteran, right? And it's uh, yes. And I know how seriously you take it when it comes to the national anthem. You, you voiced your opinion privately to me on several occasions. Mm-hmm. Because when that fake video surfaced of Trump, of him clowning around during the national anthem at some party, you were flipping out. You were going crazy. Of course, it turned out to be fake. But I understand where you come from now by you saying what you just said, because you take it very seriously. So where is. Yeah, I agree. And I agree with you. Where's the uh, where's the representation for everyone else? See, this is precisely what the American national anthem is for anyway. It's to represent all people. It's to represent us as a unified, defiant people in the face of all odds that come to oppress everyone. Mm -hmm. That's the point. There's your anthem that include all people. You're asking, where is it? It's there, but it's being pushed aside. So I agree with you, man. I I agree with you. I'm I'm with you. I'll, I'll help those people that are a little confused. How would you feel if we had the national anthem and then a bunch of guys in white sheets came out and said, "Okay, now we're having our white national anthem. Gross, right? It's very disgusting. Yeah, I have to say. Yeah, that's basically what they're doing. And that's what I see. They forget everyone else. You know, we all live here together. We all benefit together. We all suffer together as long as we realize we're together. But when we separate one group from everyone else, we all lose. It's no longer us. It becomes them, those, they, whatever it may be. It's got to be we. It is we, brother. It's we the people. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And they've they've essentially I, mean, I I don't really know of any other way to put it, but the extremist fringe elements that are operating openly in the U.S. now, they've pushed that aside. They don't care about that anymore. They don't identify with that anymore. But there are mm-hmm. those of us that still do. 
right? We believe in all people. We believe in all races. We believe in all colors, all creeds, you name all sexualities, you name it, Mm -hmm. right? All, All genders. It's all there, right? We're the inclusive ones. We're the accepting ones. We're the caring ones. We're the empathetic people. Everything they claim that they are, they are the opposite of. We're the true acceptors. And this is why we have to be dealt with in the eyes of those people. We are out of time, gentlemen. Any other points you wanted to bring up today? Yeah. Woodrow Wilson was the one that brought the uh, Star Spangled Banner in as the national anthem, by the way. Just want to point that out. Really? Okay. Yes. That late. The idea was to get everyone unified behind this one government, one centralized system. I mean, it's Woodrow Wilson, right? Yeah, he was a progressive. Yeah, so that was the intention of it in the beginning. But anyway, that aside. Gotcha. Okay. For those of you who have not, and you would care to, please do give us a follow over on the social media platform of Parlor. We do welcome all of your comments, all your feedback, all your likes, all your echoes. We love hearing from you. We love getting comments from you. We love getting some feedback from you, good or bad. We take it all. Doesn't matter. So if you disagree with us on something, drop us a line. We're happy to have the discourse. We're happy to have the dialogue. We're going to get Bruce over there. I have faith. We're going to get GP over there as well. I'm surprised he's not there already. (laughs) We're going to get GP there. We're going to get GP there. You can follow me over there. I'm at Anderson 3 You can follow Marty at Marty Foster. GP, Bruce, thank you for your time tonight. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening. Because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you, and we love freedom and independence. And together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas. So we'll see all of you tomorrow.